shit. We're dads. I don't have a headset on, so I honestly have no idea if the theme song's still going on. No, it's it's done now. It's done? Okay, I would have yeah. just sat there in awkward silence for a good two minutes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, an, another podcast with just Sierra and I, and now Little Denver. Um, well, actually, no, the first one, Denver was here because mm-hmm. it was her name one. But Denver is, um, what, two and a half months now? Yeah, two and a half months. Yeah. Yeah, she's coming up on three months just crazy time goes by so fast so fast and right now i'm currently doing what i think is the hardest thing in all of parenting and i'm interested to hear your opinion i think burping is the hardest thing why oh my god because she squirms so much for one it stresses me out she likes to spit up all over me and i'm always like when it's like a two in the morning feed and I'm burping her and mm-hmm. I'm so tired and I'm just going in and out of sleep and I'm just trying to burp her and it's just, I don't know. I think it's, I mean, it's not like hard, like difficult to do, but it's just, maybe it's what I dread the most. Oh. I would say that's my. Because it takes the longest too. Do not you even that it takes long. It just kind of stresses me out. Like I wonder her how. Her spitting up on me. Right. Like, well, not. I don't care about the spit up on me. Right. I don't like her spitting up. Yeah. And then like, I don't know. It just stresses me out. Like I always feel like she's choking when she spits up. So she has really bad reflux and it, it really stresses me out when she starts. We haven't gotten it confirmed yet, but we're yeah. pretty sure she has it. She has like all of the symptoms and she actually did not have a spit up problem until we had to incorporate formula into her diet. Right. To gain weight. She's on the highest calorie formula, the 22K calorie uh, Infamil NeuroPro. I think that's the one she's on. One second, Clover. Clover, come over here. She's chewing a bone right on the table. Right on the table. Here, Clover. There you go. It's okay. So she's on this high calorie formula, and ever since then, that's when she started spitting up, which has been so frustrating because... We learned the hard way where she was projectile vomiting after she was eating just because we didn't, I guess, have her upright long enough. Which was very scary. Very scary. But now, I mean, you can have her upright for over an hour. You can have her on your chest. You can put her in the bouncer. And two hours after she eats, she'll spit up. I think that's why I dread it because it almost feels like no matter how long I have her up burping her, like... When I put her down, she's still going to spit up. Exactly. It's very frustrating. And it's scary when she spits up. It because is. she'll go and, like, we'll put her in a bouncer or something after, like, an hour of burping. And she'll, like, start doing this cough thing. And, like, you can see it's so sad. Like, you can see she gets scared in her eyes. It's so scary. Oh, it's the worst feeling ever. But I remember the first time it happened, I was, I think I, I cannot remember. It must have been that first week that she started doing it. So that first week of formula and she was in the bouncer and we were, I mean, we could see her obviously, but we're, I think we were doing like dishes or something, putting away stuff. We just had finished dinner and we heard it. And I'm like, that was the first time I had ever heard that. And it scared the fuck out of me. I literally like, I feel like this is opposite for us. I feel like I would have been the calm one in general and you would be like the panic mode one, but Mm -hmm. it was opposite. Like you were super, super calm and I was like panicking. I didn't know what the fuck to do. I started like crying because I was so fucking scared. I'm like, I don't even know what to do in this situation. And I'm I'm glad you were there to like calm me down because I don't know what I would have done if I was alone. It's so weird. So I, I agree with you. Usually I'm the one that panics and freaks out about things, but for some reason, I don't know if it's because I've done a lot of research or 
I'm just good under pressure, but I'm, I've always been very calm in like serious situations. Yeah, this one was so scary, though, because yeah. she, her whole face turned, like, tomato red, and she looked like she wasn't breathing. Right. So, yeah, my advice to all parents when, you know, something scary like that is happening is no matter how scary it is, no matter how much you want to have a panic attack, like, and I'm not, like, putting you under the bus. This is right. just true. Like, you're going to do your your baby a, a, a disservice or a... I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like you need to be like locked in when something like that happens. And right. I think you've been great after that. I think, you know, yeah. it's good that um, that happened. I mean, obviously I'm not happy that she got scared, but it's good that it happened. And we both kind of experienced that because I think we both learned a lot from that because I stayed really, really calm and just burped her, burped her. Like it was scary. Like, yeah, she turned really, really red and her eyes got really watery. And I'm like inside I'm panicking. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's scary inside. Like, my heart is racing. But on the outside, like, I know I have to remain calm and I have to make decisions fast. You can't just, like, sit there and freak out and panic and then just, like, hope it goes away because it's not going to. Like, as a parent, at the end of the day, it's our responsibility to, you know, make sure that we keep it together. Right. And I think because it happened again, and I think you did a lot better. Yeah. Definitely. And We've had, and, and you know, we still have those things where we'll put her to bed at night and um, she sleeps in like a four in one pack and play uh, that we ended up getting instead of a bassinet for her because it will be able to carry on with her literally for a very long time because yeah. it, we have like a bedside changer connected to it. The one we got was the Nuna and um, it's great. So yeah, I love it. She sleeps right next to us uh, in that pack and play and We'll put her in one of her sleep sacks. We've been, she's been loving the Halo sleep sack. So mm-hmm. shout out to Halo sleep sack. I love sack. it too. I yeah. think it's easy. And uh, it's nice Gives me because, good peace of mind. Exactly. And she is able to put her arms in there so they don't flail everywhere. And she smacks her pacifier out because when you hear that pacifier, yeah. you know, make the noise go on. It's like a. <laughs> we're like oh fuck and I then mean, followed by like two seconds later a yeah. cry and that can happen like eight times a night but this thing's really nice because i don't know i feel like somehow she might hold it better in her mouth because i've no she doesn't really do that since she's well i think it's halos. i don't know if it's that or if it's i think she just feels more secure in there to where it's like she's i think she's got and i would be interested in looking at the outlet but i think when she has the halo on, this is not an ad, by the way, I think she gets better sleep. So do I. I think, yeah, because the outlet, we're able to see when yeah. we wake up, you know, if it says poor, okay, great. Cause, yeah, because this girl would, like, she would squirm all night if she could. And in the sleep sack, like the regular sleep sack, she honestly can squirm. Uh, she can uh, squirm as much as she wants. So I think when we put her in the outlet and she's nice and tight and cozy, I think... That is definitely the best thing for her. I would recommend that to any parents because it just, like I said, it gives you a good peace of mind and it makes you feel really safe. Um, just knowing that your baby is safe and happy and cozy. And, and now at this point, I'm just, you know, just going to keep dragging this out until Sierra, I'm burping Denver and Sierra's trying to get the bone away from Clover because she's gnawing it right on our surfboard table leg, which this surfboard table is Zach's pride possession, so. Okay. How's everything going? <clears throat> uh, with me, I love when I get asked this because I feel like I don't get asked that very often. 
You feel like the attention's on moms? No, no, I'm not like, not even that. Like, I think even you could get asked that more. I feel like. I feel like it's natural for people to automatically say it to moms rather than dads. Yeah, I mean, I can see that, but I'm not even doing like the, the gender role thing right here. I just mean in general, like, I feel like me as a person, I always check in on people and I think you're really good at that too. Um, I think we're really aware of our feelings and we check in on people a lot and I don't know if that's reciprocated. Um, like to people, to us. Yeah. Yeah. I totally And I don't take it personal. I think a lot of people just don't have the same mindset, but every time someone asks you that, it it really means a lot to me and it goes a long way. But to answer your question, Mm um, I'm doing okay. I I'm really, 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 really tired. Uh, I've been struggling at work, just staying awake. Um, how's the weather? That's our thing. I don't know if we've, I feel like we've said it before, but I don't even know how that started, but how's the weather? So it's like Zach would say. My weather is a little bit gloomy, but with, you know, you kind of see the sun peeking through. Yeah. Um, obviously you three, my wife, my baby and my puppy dog (laughs) are my sunshine. I love that. But then. Just my day is kind of just gloomy in terms of just being so tired. Um, I think you and I, um, we get along ninety <clears throat> percent of the time, but ten percent of the time, I think we're both just so like overwhelmed and tired and right. frustrated with things because it's just like constant twenty four seven. Like we're well, always on the clock, and I think you and I have gotten better with age with kind of just getting over things not getting over things but like <clears throat> making up quickly because it's like it's not even worth it and we kind of both are aware of like and working this isn't them. the real us right yeah exactly no i i totally agree with that i think it's hard when obviously you are a parent and you're trying to figure out your new schedule because life just changes and i mean it doesn't you don't have to change it to where you can't do things anymore, but you just have to adjust. Adjust, yes. Adjusting is the best word to put it. And it's hard because, you know, you're trying to, obviously she's the first priority. You have to take care of her. She can't right. take care of herself. <laughs> so you got to take care of her. But then you also got to find time to take care of Clover. Got to find time to take care of ourselves. Yes. Like it's sometimes so hard to get even something simple <clears throat> as a shower in a day. Oh my God. It is so hard. Well, that's actually something I think the past two days we've gotten better at doing is Sierra and I kept having issues. Um, so I wake up at work. I have to wake up at like six in the morning. I have to be in by seven thirty. So I get really, really, really cranky at night, like <laughs> crankier than Denver. Um, and that was causing a lot of issues between Sierra and I, because I was being really lazy and really cranky. You know, once it hit 9 PM, I was like ready to go to bed, which sucks because I want to, I truly 100 million percent want to spend time with Denver and Sierra. And I, I, that's all I want to do, but I'm so tired and exhausted and I'm like self-sabotaging myself if I stay up. So it's like such a icky situation i know it's only going to get better when denver can sleep through the night but now i kind of forgot where i was going with this but maybe a routine yes that's what it was so the schedule the routine so sierra and i just had a long talk and we're just like look this is the same thing every night so like we we've been we both just started a workout program um we we got so much going on you know when we get home it's like this 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 is this 
Um, and I'm very big believer in leisure too. So I always like to have some time to, you know, you know, watch a Netflix series that we're watching or something. I think that's important to, you know, have your leisure time still, you know, I don't think you should wake up and work every single second of the day and do chores every single second. I think everyone needs to unwind every single day. I I'll always believe that. But anyways, we go and we do all this stuff and then we get home after like working out and doing chores and timing up Denver's feedings. And it's like already like I'll look at the clock and it's already fucking midnight. And I'm like, Sierra, I know I promise you I'm going to do this chore and this chore, but I just can't. I'm going to bed. And it kept causing, you know, arguments. And, and Sierra's 100% in the right because I would promise things and I wouldn't follow through with my promises because I was just so tired so what we started doing now, um, we've done it two days in a row now, and I think it's been very successful, is I'll text her around lunchtime. They're like, look, let's schedule out the day. And they're like, okay. And, and then Sierra's like, I want to get this, this, and this done. And I'm like, okay, well, I want to get this, this, and this done. And then we kind of like work out a timeline of how we can do it. And we've honestly kicked ass. I know we just started, but I think it's going to make a big difference in our marriage and our, our parenting yeah, definitely. Just finding that adjustment. It still is hard. I mean, like you said, so we hard. just started doing this, so it's only going to get easier. We just have to stick to it. That's yes. the big thing. Stick to it. But the biggest thing for me has been like getting back in shape because I had not worked out since 32 weeks pregnant. Right before we went to Colorado was the last time I had worked out, and I think mm-hmm. I was around 32 weeks pregnant. So I started when I got cleared, which is around, I think, like six, six and a half weeks postpartum. Yeah. I started working out again, but now I'm doing programs and I'm doing more stuff every single day. But it's been hard because I love working out and I gained so much fluid from yes. um, <laughs> from Denver. So just getting back into shape and it's been harder than I thought. And like I have. You look sexy. though. <laughs> Thanks. I I have a lot. I have a I have a long way to go, but it's it feels so good and rewarding getting those workouts in every day yes, because I does. know that I'm pushing myself and I'm doing as I wanted, which is like just make myself better. And it's not even about like the number on the scale. It's just like how I look and how I feel is right. my end goal. I mean, I'm not there yet. I'm only, you know, nine, nine 10 weeks postpartum. Um but hopefully get there soon. Yeah, it's good to see you start working out again because I know it makes you so happy and mm-hmm. I can tell it makes you feel better. Oh my gosh, so much. I mean, it's Mentally, like night physically, and day. everything. It's so, just, it's so easy to not work out. Like it, yes. like thinking about before I got cleared, like the days go by so fast, especially with a newborn. That it's just so easy. We couldn't find the time. No, couldn't find the time. But now it's just like you have to. If you want it, you have to go and get it. So yep. you have to make that time for yourself. Right. But yeah. So you're feeling better with that. How's everything else with you? How are you feeling? How yeah, have you I been? How's the weather with you? The weather, the weather's okay. It's been really, really hard because I am an independent person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was a little bit dependent more so with you when Denver was born because um, I mean, as you, you had every reason. I mean, to be yeah, there. but. Um, I like to do everything for myself, but you doing a lot for me, I think made me like kind of slack in that aspect, but now I'm getting, getting my independence back. And, but anyways, um, it's been hard because I really want to get back to work. I'm a photographer. Um, I photograph everything and anything pretty much. And I just miss work. (laughs) Yeah. Lizards, not nature. So, (laughs) but I, um, 
I really miss getting back to work and I can have, uh, I'm a planner if you didn't know that about me and I can have everything set out in a day that I want to do and I'm lucky if I can get one thing checked off versus before having a baby it was like I could get almost everything checked off and it was rare if I didn't and so it's been such a hard adjustment because I really want to get back to work and you know I really want to get back to finishing up my website that I've been contemplating on finalizing for a long time because it's hard to make something that's your style like not permanent but permanent out there for everyone to see so finishing that and finishing up my pdfs and you know editing and posting it's just hard it is so hard and it wasn't this hard obviously before having her because I tend to her first but I really miss work and I really want to get back to it and I can't find like a balance for that and I think that's been like the hardest thing for me so if I could find a balance for that the weather would be much much better it'd be it'd be sunny -er. (laughs) but right now it's pretty cloudy because I just feel so defeated I feel like the only time that I can get that type of stuff done is when you come home and you have Denver but it's hard because I don't want to go straight to work when you come home right and Denver's here because and when you're with Denver because I want to spend time with you guys so it's like I don't want to just jump into work so it's like me trying to find that time is so so hard and Anyone can say, oh my gosh, just do it when she sleeps. That is so much easier said than done. That is I was actually so about to touch easier. on that. So <laughs> like, I, I, I'm just as guilty um, of assuming that it would be like, oh, you have a lot of time because I, I read, you know, all the baby books and, and, and did all of my research and stuff before Denver was here. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't really sound that bad. You know, like uh, two to three or three to four hour crunches of, you know, in between feeding, she's supposed to be sleeping. Well, it's like, what you don't know is you feed her. And then you burp her for an hour and then you give her tummy time and do this. And by the time all that's done, especially with her reflux issues, it's already time for her next feeding. So it's like it literally takes up your whole day. So I think a lot of people don't realize that, that haven't experienced something like that. So, I mean, I completely understand how frustrating that is and the very small windows you get. Very small. I mean, it's crazy because, I mean, I don't know about others, but our situation being a little bit different that we have to keep her upright for so long after every feeding. Right. But it's like once you do tummy time with her, you entertain her with stimulation toys and sensory toys and whatnot, and Mm. then you change her and you get her dressed, and then sometimes you got to fit a bath in there if she has a blowout in the middle of the day. (laughs) Which has Um, been happening. Yeah. Uh, Then you feed her, and that can take a minute. And then with her situation, you got to keep her up for a long time. And then by the time you get her down, it's like, okay, now you got to clean – if. For example, I'm pumping right now, so I got to clean my pump parts or I got to pump, you know, and then I got to prep bottles for her, clean bottles, do the laundry, do something for myself, shower maybe, you know, take Clover outside, you know, let her go to the bathroom, entertain her for a second. It's just like, and then by the time that I find that chunk of me time, I don't really have it. Because right. it's like something always comes up. Or she and spits I, that pacifier. Or out. exactly. <laughs> and I know, like I said, and it's adjustment. It, it's an adjustment and I do need to figure that out. I need to figure out how to balance everything that's going on right now. Being that our situation's a little bit different. It's a little bit harder, I feel like. But I just need to. Um, 
like I was thinking tonight, you know, we're recording this podcast at night right now. And I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll take an hour or two and sacrifice some sleep to get some work done. Even though that sounds harsh to myself, even it needs to be done. I need to get stuff done, you know? Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. It I, does. I, I wish I had more more time that I could figure out how to make, I guess, make more time for myself. But yeah. like I said, I could have it when you're home, but I want to spend time with you guys. Yeah, I totally understand. So, I mean, I just really got to balance it. And with her, it with her weight struggles, because Denver struggled so long, they gained weight. We've had to change her feeding routine a few times. And just could you give kind of an update, you know, to everyone of like, where she's at where you're at breastfeeding wise and and formula wise feeding her just because we've done literally so many changes so many trial and errors i i said to zach that last pediatrician appointment i'm like if she hasn't gained weight i'm telling them we're not doing any more trial and errors on her we're just gonna change if we have to change the strictly formula that's what we're doing because she needs to gain where she needs to be because at this point we're going to the pediatrician we're having to go for weekly weight checkups and our pediatrician is yeah a lot of copays and it's not close it's a far drive it takes up a good chunk of your day 40 45 minutes yeah just going there and then coming back and then traffic and yeah. It's a lot. So yeah, Denver, if um you haven't heard before from previous podcasts, she has had some weight struggles. Um obviously they aren't able to figure out or determine why she has had them. Uh even though she was born at 37 weeks, which is technically exactly full term, they still call yeah, it as early. Young full term as right. you can get. So they said that her um, her digestive system maybe just was a little bit more immature, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, they don't really know. But Denver was born 6.2 pounds. They predicted her to be 7.5 to 8 if she made it the full 40 weeks, but she didn't. Um, so within, those, within our first month checkup, she gained her back her birth weight. She was 6.4, but she wasn't where they wanted her to be. So we were doing... They were having us do so many different trial and tests and there. Oh my gosh. It was like, that was so stressful. Right. And it's like, and it was like, you're changing up so many times. Like you're feeding her this amount and that, and that point I was just strictly. You don't know what's working either. Right. It's like, you feel like you're going a whole week with uncertainty of like, exactly. Is this even good for her? Is she losing weight? We have no idea. Yeah. So then we ended up having to start formula on her, um, Per our pediatrician, it's the Neuro Infamil NeuroPro 22K calorie. It's the highest calorie they can have, and it helps. It's like, like Bear would say, it's like protein powder for babies, and it literally yeah. is. And I know a lot of people, um, you know, are super iffy about formula. Um, but, and I think it's really important to kind of spread awareness on this, but like, if your pediatrician is recommending it for a reason, there's a reason. You know, I don't know what Denver, what her weight would be like if she was strictly breast milk, like only breast milk right now. Like while I love breast milk and I mean, it does taste delicious, (laughs) but also I, you know, I, I love how natural it is and I think it's the best thing for a baby. Formula can do wonders. Because I mean, it clearly has. It's I mean, crazy. And it's she's she's developing and she's growing great. And it's just it's really helped Denver a lot. And it's helped us give it gives us a lot of peace of mind knowing that she's getting the calories. 
Whereas with breast milk, we can't, you know, really count the calories. And that's what the pediatrician had said, that he doesn't know my calorie content in the breast milk. So it could be low, and that could have been another reason why she wasn't gaining as she should have, you know? Because she was feeding as she should, which was every two to three hours and on each boob. And she was, you know, doing as they said she should be, but she wasn't gaining. So that could have been a problem, but who knows? Well, I guess we'll never know. So... I'm I'm glad um right when they had a starting formula I started which I don't even remember when that was we'd have to look back but I think that was maybe like 6 weeks with her right don't you think mm, Yeah It wasn't at her 1 month checkup it was around 5 or 6 weeks yeah, we had to start five. yeah supplementing with formula so it was we like did right after the yeah cuz we went up, yeah it was 5 weeks cuz we went after the month appointment Yeah yeah, and we so had, we, we had to go back a week later. Right, so he had a supplementing um, with feeds, with no three feeds out of the day, supplementing with formula, and it was it was a it was a struggle because you know, like Zach said, you know, everyone has their own opinion about formula, and I had my own, and I was nervous to start it with her because I was like, oh, is she not going to want to breastfeed anymore? If she's just want to go straight to this, like. Right. You never know what's going to happen because I did want to breastfeed and I did. So then what our pediatrician had said was he's like, collect your letdown and also start pumping when she's getting those formula feeds so you can start building a stash just in case like anything happens with your supply. So I started doing that. Now, hence, I didn't even know what letdown was. I had a haka on my registry, which I did receive. No clue what that was for. And I mean, like they say, <laughs> you learn as you go. Um, I just had read great reviews and I, I knew it was you like didn't a, even know what it was for. Well, I knew it was like a pump thing, yeah. but I didn't know like when to use it. I didn't know when to use it. I knew what it was, but I didn't know like yeah. that it was supposed to be there to collect your letdown. Which your yeah. letdown is when the baby's feeding on one boob, you put the hawk on your other so that it collects the milk that was just free flowing. Because before right. I started the haka, I my milk was just getting collected into my wasted. breast pads yeah. and it was wasted, which makes me so frustrated looking back the on trial it. Trial and error. You trial and error, right. Because like that's now milk that's just literally down the yeah. drain. Well, it's now it's in the trash can. To another mom yeah. in the future. Yeah. You know? so, so I, if you're breastfeeding, start that damn haka right away. If you yeah, want to build awesome. a stash. Yeah. It's awesome. And, and it's and great. for all the dads out there, you might be able to you know, sneak a sip in oh there. Oh my gosh. And so then I started pumping and I didn't even, I remember when we set, me and you were building the breast, building it. We were putting together the breast pump that I have a mom cozy M12, I think mm-hmm. wearable breast pump. And I remember when we were putting it together the one day and I didn't put it together like you have to like make sure that the silicone is really snug into the plastic um, bits and I remember I, on because you built one pump and I built the other, and I remember putting it on and I was leaking. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why is this leaking everywhere? And I was getting so frustrated because it was already making me, like, stressed out. And I took it out and realized that I didn't snap it in all the way. So, like, I mean, you just live, you live and learn. And yeah. now I know for next time. And, um, but anyway, so I started collecting a freezer stash and we hadn't really used it, I don't think, at all. But I started building it just from little by little from letdown and then pumping here and there. And I hate pumping. I like it a little bit better now knowing my circumstances that I'll get into. But I hated it before because I had already been so round the clock feeding, breastfeeding her that adding another pumping session, which is like 
like feeding my pump was making me very very like overstimulated the sound what i hate i hate the sound they need to make a silent pump because it (laughs) i can like hear that in my sleep and it drives me nuts i like i dance to it oh my gosh it makes me so overstimulated like some fucking dubstep or something (laughs) i am not an overstimulated person so i hate it but like i said it's gotten a little bit better so we've had to actually increase more formula recently because she is gaining weight, but she wasn't, she, okay, we'll get to it in a second. She is now at the percentile that she should be at, but when we had to start giving more formula, she wasn't. So we weren't decreasing breastfeeding, but we were giving more formula. And when we had to start giving more formula, you know, she's getting bottle fed more, obviously. So she's getting used to that f- easy flow that's coming out of the nipple, the bottle, And I had noticed that on my boobs, she was giving up so easily and Mm. she was just falling asleep within a few minutes on my boobs. And I knew that I had milk in there, like still that she had not grabbed out. So I was getting so frustrated too, because I'm like there, she like, I know she's content or she would be screaming, but like, she's not eating. And I don't even know how much she just ate because obviously I would have to do a weigh in check where you go like. Some breastfeeding places, like when you do, when you work with a lactation consultant, you can weigh the baby, and then after you breastfeed them, you can weigh them again to see how many ounces they got in that really? feeding. Yeah, and um, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I wasn't gonna go do that, and I honestly didn't really know about that until talking to a lactation consultant. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anywho, so it was getting really frustrating because I was feeling really defeated that like my milk supply was basically going away but I didn't know and so I had talked to her pediatrician about it who's a big advocate for breastfeeding and he said that he's like you have the supply he's like you might just want to talk with a lactation consultant to figure out what's going on so I ended up calling one and she was very honest open and transparent with me which I am to everyone else so I like someone who's like that with me especially someone who just doesn't want to take like your money you know right so I think I called when she was around like at least probably two weeks ago and I had said, hey, you know, I had noticed that my baby is kind of just like giving up on breastfeeding. It seems like I'm trying to feed her and she was looking at my chart from the hospital with her and asking me all these questions and they say your milk supply levels out around 12 weeks from what your baby is taking from you because it's like what they need from you that your milk is coming in. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. So um, she was like, honestly, you're getting really close to that. And it could have already leveled out. Um, She's like, I don't think you're like drying up or anything. But she was saying that Denver is basically lazy. So yeah, so she said that she's so used to the bottle now and the easy flow that comes out of that nipple of the bottle that when she goes on my boobs, she's like, fuck, this is so much work like this isn't even worth it. Because she what she was saying, which I didn't know was that the oral like motor, your whole jaw area, well, her jaw area and babies is the weakest part of a baby. And she said for them to constantly suck and have to work harder than they know they do than like on a bottle she's she's just not gonna do it so yeah she basically said she was lazy so she's like you can try and which I did for so long she's like you can try for minutes after minutes and keep waking her up but she's like even if you were to come into me she's like I could try to get her to to like suck more out of you but and in the end it's up to her right so as of right now you know I have not been breastfeeding 
Um, it's been about a week and a half. I have been pumping though two to three times a day so that I can keep that supply up. Um, because I hated not knowing how much she was getting because I just didn't want to go backwards with her weight. You know, I was getting so worried and, and I knew I had the supply, but I knew she wasn't taking it even though I had it. Yeah. So it was making me feel so defeated as a mom because I'm like, I can't. You felt guilty. Yeah. And I kept trying to, you know, talk you out of that because I'm like, Sierra, you're doing, you're going above and beyond. You're doing everything you can. But I understand, like, the frustrations. I mean, it's right. And it's so, it's defeating. I feel guilty. I'm just mentally and physically drained because it's like, I'm constantly feeding her and pumping and for her to not get anything and get it right. Nothing's happening. So I really did not want to go backwards. It was making me nervous to go backwards um, with her weight. So I was like, you know what, how about, I actually did it before we had another weight check in with our pediatrician. I did it the day before. I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to breastfeed today. I'm going to give her what uh, we have from our milk supply. And obviously we still have to do the formula. And I'm that way I know how much she's getting. And since then, yeah, it's been like a week and a half. I haven't breastfed because I don't know how much I'm getting. So two to three days I pump up to three days, two to three (laughs) times a day I pump. And, um, we just build the supply from that. Yeah. I was about to say, let's go over her, her feeding schedule, kind of what it looks like and what she's getting each feed. So right now at a minimum, he said that she has to start off our pediatrician. He has, she has to start off with two ounces of breast milk and two ounces of formula. And if she wants more, then give her more formula now sometimes we don't do that like sometimes we've had they had things come up where it's like okay we'll give her four ounces of breast milk but the next feeding we'll give her four ounces of formula because then it would have been she's not missing out out, it it, and and ends up equaling out um what we've been doing recently is we've been um combining the two so we'll start out with a combination of the two and then if she wants more Sometimes if we have the breast milk already dethawed, we'll just give her more breast milk or we'll give her more formula. We kind That's of just so nice to have it handy. Yeah, we however we do it, though, throughout the day, we do it to where it'll equal out, like however it's been the whole day right. for her. So she's not like missing out on things here and there. So go over the the time frames of kind of like her first feed, say, is at 6 a.m. Yeah, it depends. So like he our pediatrician right now has us feeding her because she's getting uh, since we know the amount she's getting, then we're able to, he's able to tell us more of like the hourly range rather than before we didn't know how much she was getting from my boobs every feed, but we didn't know how much formula. So we were doing shorter, shorter session, no longer sessions, shorter amount of time in between. So now it's like every we're going more off cues. Yeah. yeah. So now he has us doing every three to four hours. We feed her. Say we start off at six, you know, then he, what he has us doing is right when she finishes her feed, that's when that like timer, quote, quote, timer starts between her next feed. So say she starts at 6 a.m. She finishes at 6.30. Okay. Four hours from 6.30 a.m. is her next feeding. Mm -hmm. So that's what we've been doing. And she's, she's really good on the schedule. Like it would be very out of the ordinary, I would say, if she's like, early for you know fussing for yeah you know, she's like pretty she on schedule so many cues until like we're on schedule like literally like right when we're like about to pick her up 
to wake her up to to feed or, or like like we don't even usually have to wake her up. She like wakes up almost like it's an alarm clock on her head. Like yeah. she starts fussing like, okay, I'm hungry. You know, there's been very few times where I think she's actually been hungry in between the time frame. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think she has this internal clock within her. It's so yes, weird. But it makes me feel a lot better because <clears throat> I don't feel like, like I remember when he said, because we, you know, we first started out in the hospital doing two to three hours. Um, and then when he was starting to say four hours and then four to five hours at night, it like kind of freaked me out. I'm like, oh, I don't want her to go too long. Yeah. And like not be getting as much. You know, obviously he's a pediatrician. I'm just some idiot, but it still made me nervous. <clears throat> no, but I, yeah, the I fact agree. that she doesn't like show a bunch of hunger cues in between, then that she makes doesn't. me feel. And then yeah. we'll also like in the middle of the night when say she's say she's like due for feeding, we'll check her outlet, yeah, and she'll be in like deep sleep. And yeah. it's like she's content, she's fine. And I know, and I've said this to you before. I don't think I've said it on the podcast, but there are so <clears> many moms that have had their babies like around us, mm-hmm. and they have posted on. These are like micro influencers that I've seen, and they've posted how like their babies, who two of them are younger, like a few weeks younger than Denver, sleep through the night. Which to me, sleeping through the night and to them is like eight hours so they're sleeping through the night but they're going off hunger cues so they're waiting until their baby wakes up to feed which a lot of people do yeah um i know our situation's different so we have to keep like a timely matter but i think I if how she, long she could sleep i know right because right now we have to wake her up like, yeah she's night, not we usually do up. have to wake her up it's yeah. very every now and then i would say about 30 40 percent of the time she's up and fussing like yeah um like right when it's night, time yeah yeah but other than that, but I it's mean, very she's rare. to wake her up, and I yeah. hate waking her up, but you kind of have to. Right now, we have um, to. I cannot wait until we don't have to, I because know, oh I know gosh. she gets an overtired phase where she just, yes. she, like, when you'll feed her in the middle of the night, yes. she just wants to go to sleep. She's like, seriously, oh, yeah. come on. We're both just kind of, like, going in and out, <laughs> in and out of sleep. Yeah. But, um, um. So, yeah, but to go back to that I am going to continue pumping for her so she can still have a stash of breast milk to use as long as I can and as long as my breast uh, milk holds up, I guess. But I'm just going to accept what comes with it, I guess, because it was really, really hard for me to accept it at first. I was feeling so down, so defeated um, all around, you know, defeated about not giving her enough, but also defeated about having to like cut back, like not do the breastfeeding because I don't know how much I'm giving her. Um, But I've learned to accept it at this point. And I've learned to accept that she's still getting breast milk from me. I'm just not giving her my boob. She's not taking it from me anymore because we don't know, you know? I still get the boob. (laughs) So, um, but it it makes me feel, it does make me feel a lot better knowing that, you know, this is how much she's getting because we're measuring it out and I'm still making a fine amount, I'd say pumping, um, I guess. Yeah, I think from, <laughs> you know, what I've seen on social media and from conversations we've had with other moms, I think almost everyone has some sort of roller coaster journey on breastfeeding or formula feeding, just anything. You know, everyone makes their own choices from the start. You know, some people supplement right away. Some people, you know, just do formula right away. Some people, you know, refuse to do formula and everything's okay and everyone's going to have a different journey. And if you don't have any struggles, I feel like that's Amazing. out of the ordinary. Like, how? like that's rare to not have any issues with feeding. And it's crazy how stressful it is and how much it, it takes a toll 
on um, parents and obviously especially the mothers because it's literally your responsibility to feed this human right? <laughs> and, and have this human grow. And it literally like Sierra every single day was just venting to me about how stressed she is and how guilty she feels. And it's so hard to try to convince her that she's doing everything she can because you're just going to be extra hard on yourself with such a big responsibility. Oh my gosh. Hanging over yeah. You. And knowing that and trying to, I think it was so draining in general because like you said, I felt just so guilty and I just like felt, it was just so heavy on my heart. Like knowing that I'm doing all of this work, not knowing that it, and then we'd go to the weekly weight checkups and she's still not where she's supposed to be. So I'm like, yeah, am I wasting my time? Like, is she not getting anything for me? But now knowing how much she gets for me because it's measured out in a bottle makes me feel a lot yeah. better. And knowing that she can still, we have a good supply built in our freezer right now. Yeah. I don't know how long that would last us if I like stopped pumping. Um, but you know, hopefully yeah, just, yeah, just going to go as long as yeah, we both can. And eventually, obviously I would assume she, I, I don't, I, I don't know how it works, you know, obviously first time mom here. I don't know if I just like dry up because I only pump a few times a day, but you know, if we have to just do straight formula, we have to do straight formula and, um, my mental health matters and a hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It was hard for me to accept it, but I accept it now. Good. And I think, uh, so anyone out there, any moms who are just, you know, struggling out there, I am here to talk. If you ever want to talk about anything, you know, I was going to say, if you had one, just before we wrap the podcast up, if you had like one thing of advice that you want to give, it's been so nice being able to talk with other moms and just Mm -hmm. ask them like the journeys and different experiences they went through of not only just like pregnancy, but being a mom and learning not their struggles but I guess just their stories and Mm -hmm. their birth stories their breastfeeding stories their if they don't breastfeed then like their pumping stories or their formula stories like any advice because it's so it really is so helpful to talk to someone who's been through it even if everyone's story is different because then you learn that your story you feel you I I would say you'd feel more normal I guess because everyone's story is different like my like the things that we're going through right now like I was like what is wrong with me why am I not producing enough right is she okay like is she gonna be okay developmentally but she is and another thing that just reminded me that the lactation consultant said is even though she was born exactly full term she um clover with her bone (laughs) she um might not have had am I still good yeah she might not have had to take as much from my boobs at first so Mm -hmm. my boobs maybe weren't needing to they were they were sending that signal to my boobs that they didn't need to produce that much Mm. because she wasn't taking that much because she didn't need that much yeah so that's also what the lactation consultant said is that might be the case too that you know a lot of people are over suppliers and they constantly are milking Mm -hmm. you know and I wasn't that, but I could be different next kid. Who knows? You know, it's, it's something to remember too, that every pregnancy is different. Every baby is different. Every story is, you know, different. So I think it's helped you a lot, you know, talking to other parents. Oh my gosh. It's helped me so much. It's, it's, it's really nice when people are there to talk with you and they're open and they're open about their stories and what they went through because then you can tell your story and what you're going through and they can give you advice and it's really nice. Yeah, I agree. The only advice I would have 
um, if you're open to it, is to just be open-minded and try to be as flexible as you can to the feedings. Because I think, you know, some people believe what they believe, and that's perfectly fine, but I think you have to be open-minded to adapting to different situations because so much can come up. and Which we had to do. Exactly. I feel and like I think we it weren't. helped us that we were open-minded about it. We kind of never yes. really even had that. Like we knew we wanted to do what was best for her. We we put our trust in uh, the doctor, and it paid off. Well, we knew we knew we wanted to do breastfeeding right away, and then right. knowing what she was going through, like I said, we just accepted it. We were like, right okay. away. There wasn't even a conversation. It was just like this because is all right. This is what we're gonna do. Well, we wanted. We just want what's best for her, and you exactly. know, we don't know what's best. We're first time parents. Yep. I mean, we know what's best, but you know, we don't. <laughs> yep. That's it. But uh. Thank you for listening. Is that everything? Did you have anything you wanted to add? or No, but, you know, as time goes on, um, if you decide to have children, if you don't decide to have children, just reach out to your mom and dad friends. It's always just so nice to hear from yes. friends and other parents because just checking in on people. I never really learned how important that was until having her. Like, I knew that was important. But it, I don't know, it just hits different when someone reaches out to you after having a baby. And just, just to check in on you and say, like, hey, how's everything been? They don't even have to do anything for you. Just a, hey, how are you? And to all the dad, oh, shit, we're dad listeners. Mm-hmm. Us men need to be better Yeah. at reaching out to each other, at supporting each other. Like I feel like almost all my parent friends and everyone that reaches out to me, anything parenting related is is not a parent is a no is a mother oh so all oh, like, so you're not hearing from other dads yeah not a lot there yeah. are still there are some see i wonder if that's like some type of like super i've always gotten along with, with women better so i don't know if it's just me in general like no i, I think it's i don't have like, a ton of of guy friends really but i think that's what i'm trying to say is the super fi- is that the su- right word superficial to where people are like know. you know how they say like I think it's obviously getting better in our generation, like men's emotions, but like men. Stereotypically. Yeah, like just stereotypically, like, oh, like dads, whatever. Like yeah. women are the emotional, like as someone would say, like women yeah. are the emotional ones. But to like, me, like I want to talk to other dads and yeah. open up. And well, that's, that's why really you created why st- this podcast. Exactly. That's why I started the podcast. And Bear, as great as he is, I love him to death. He, uh, he's, he's. You know, we have serious conversations, but he's always going to make me laugh at the end of the day. So, Love you know, there. we want we want more dads. You know, I want more personalities. You know, I want every every type of person on the podcast and every person reaching out to me that, you know, wants to reach out to me. Yeah, and I, I would think... love to talk to dads or, or, you know, up and coming dads or, you know, just everyone in general. Just it's awesome to reach out. Men's to emotions matter, too. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, I agree, but that's it. Bear and Lexi will be on. We got to schedule that. And then uh, we got a lot of content coming up, a lot of TikToks and videos. And if you don't follow us on Instagram or TikTok, follow us over there at Oh Shit We're Dads or We Are Dads. Can't remember how we had to yeah. make the <laughs> at name for those accounts, but um, the content over there is pretty good, especially on TikTok. Yeah. I'm the TikTok uh, 
maker over here and I have so much fun making them like I'll tell Lexi this idea of what she should do for the thing I'll be like hey can you just give me this content and making it is just so much fun seeing it come together and we've gotten really good feedback on it the trends are really funny too like that if you haven't seen that yet if you aren't on TikTok there's a trend out there called uh we're parents or we're new parents and Baron Lexi did one and it's a pretty good one we did one too we just need to post it yep Coming soon. Stay tuned. All right. That's it. See you guys.